0: me say something to you just as encouragement and, and there's zero rebuke in this. I so don't hear it that way. But in the presence of God, man, we should never be in a hurry. I understand that. And, and it's something is something about this. If I can just maybe say it this way, that the more you hang out with God in your personal time, the less awkward it'll be for you when you come hang out with him corporately. Amen. See, see there's, there's this I have this uh, just this belief that when we die and go to heaven or if Jesus comes back before we die physically, however it's going to go, that uh, that transition from here to there shouldn't be that different. Y'all got quiet. I mean, yes, we understand that there's no sin there and all that, but, but there's the fact that when we live with him and we walk with him and when we transition to the other side, it shouldn't be like, oh, wow, that's the presence of God. Are y'all hearing me today? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's go. Father, thanks for your word. Lord, we pray that you would speak loud and clear to us today. Change our lives, God, as only you can. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. So listen, last week uh, I told you guys that I felt in my heart that God wants to. As individuals and also as the church that he wants to begin to put a greater focus on prayer and fasting among us. OK, and I felt like as we do that, that God will begin to redefine uh, how we look at prayer and how we approach prayer. might say approach that's key for today. But but let me maybe say this. It's not only that that how we view prayer and how we approach prayer, but because prayer is not asking, don't miss this, because prayer is not just a bunch of asking. Prayer is really relationship. What God is really after is he really wants to change how we uh, view him and how we approach him. Amen. And I kind of got this thought that that as we uh, kind of dive into this process and I hope that you're willing to do it and it's going to cause you to maybe change uh, your priorities and the way you schedule your life. But but I feel like that when you begin to put an emphasis on prayer and fasting in your life, that God's going to do this, that he wants us to know him for who he really is and not who we've created him to be. Do you get that? That literally, and every one of us have it in some way in this room, that there's some way that we view God and we picture God, and somehow we've created him to be that way. But the truth is, is the real way of who he really is, is is here. Everybody look at me. Are y'all with me? It's in the Bible, okay? And that's why it's really important for us to know that Bible. Amen? Amen. All right, so today, um, man, I don't know what God's doing in the sense of, it's like he just keeps dropping things that i feel like are all over the map and i'm like okay god that's not normally how i operate but it keeps happening so today is going to be again like that uh, but I want to share with you some really practical thoughts, and and I'm not um, planning on staying on any of these for a really lengthy amount of time. Uh, I just want to throw some things out there. and Really, if you can just imagine your mind that, I man, I'm just slinging stuff at you, and what sticks, sticks. If it bounces off you, pick it back up and try to hit yourself with it. If it doesn't stick, you're good, all right? So, um, But but it's, it's kind of this idea, the, the way I'm approaching today, is that I understand that there's people that are in this room today that have had vibrant prayer lives for many years. But there's also other people that are in this room that are still trying to get a grasp on what prayer really is. And that's okay. So where we're at kind of on the, the maturity of our journey, I just hope that something today kind of fits for everybody. In other words, that you're going to walk away today and something's going to encourage you. Is that all right? All right, so let's go fast because we got to move. So uh, I think when we begin to talk about prayer, obviously that's a big subject, right? It's a really big subject. So we've we got to understand, first and foremost, that prayer itself is rooted in these truths. And they'll be up on the screen. screen. The first thing is this, is that it's rooted in the fact that God is alive. Great place to say amen. amen. That God is alive. And not only is he alive, he's also relational. If I can maybe just throw something out there for a second to understand that all of us are relational. In fact, we're so relational we've had to create networks for us to get relational. Right. In other words, that we that we can't that we we want to tell everybody so much what we're doing. we got to create uh, things, websites for us to be able to tell everybody I just went to the bathroom. <laughs> right. It's like nobody cares that you went to the bathroom. Right. But amen. Thanks for sharing that with the world. So anyways, but but the how you know, if we could take a step back and go, why are we like that? The Bible simply says that we are created in the image of God. And so if we are relational, where do we get that? We got that because God is relational. Amen. So watch this. So not only is he alive, not only is he relational, but here's the awesome thing about prayer is that he hears. Amen. That God hears and he hears us when we pray. And I got a newsflash for you if we feel it or not. That's right. Are you hearing me that he hears us when we pray, if we feel it or not. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that uh, you're going to wake up every morning and when you say, dear God, goosebumps are going to run through your through your body. The Bible simply says that we uh, live by what faith, right? Not feelings. Amen. And so if you can kind of understand as much as I think Roger here is amazing, I don't get goosebumps every time I talk to Roger. I know he's good looking, but I don't feel that right every time I talk to him. So this is the same thing with God. I'm not going to really feel this crazy emotion every time I just talk to him. Amen. So watch this. So once again, none does he hear, but here's a great thing. And some of you guys have been told that this is not true. But guess what? God speaks. And he wants to speak to you. Amen. He wants to talk to you. In fact, I uh, have uh, just a sense that he's probably talking to you more than you realize he's talking to you. So position yourself to hear. Amen. The next thing that prayer is rooted in is this, is that God cares. Thank God that he is concerned about what I am concerned about. And, and everybody understand this, that God is concerned about the big things in our lives and he's concerned about the little things in our lives. And you know, over the years I've heard so many people and they're, and they're innocent in what they're saying, but it's so wrong in what they're saying. But I've heard people say this. They say, well, I don't want to bother God with that. Come on, wave your hand if you ever heard somebody say that. It's like, man, what do you mean you don't, you not bother God with that? It's, it's the fact that once again, that comes from a, a misunderstanding of who God is. And when you understand that God is a good father, guess what? He is interested in hearing every little thing. You know, I don't know about when your kids were little, but when I come home almost every day, they got to go through their list of everything that's happened that day. Right? And, and so, listen, and as a dad, I care. I care. It's kind of cool to hear about their day, right? Their simple day. So, anyway, so get, get this. To kind of add to that, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, Do not be anxious. But it says, but what, in all things, or but in everything, depends on the translation you read, present your request or your prayer or your supplication to God. Somebody say everything. everything. Listen, First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all, somebody say all. all. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Let me give you another one. Not only does God care for you, this is huge, that he is for us. Elbow your neighbor and say, he is for you. The reason I say that is because, once again, I have seen people... In the church, they think that literally that if they mess up, I've heard people say this, that if they messed up, they were so afraid to leave their house that if they were going to do this, that they would literally run a red light and get hit by a car. That they were going to die. Do you? Not, I'm thinking, do you not understand that God is for you? He is not against you. Amen? And so, not only once again is he for us, but why is he for us? Because it's rooted in the fact that he is good. We've already said that. And here's the last one in this section. And when we talk about what is prayer rooted in, it's prayer prayer's rooted in the fact that he can. He can. That all things are possible with him who believes. Amen? That nothing's impossible with our God. So, listen, if I could maybe uh, package... All of that into one statement, it would be this, that our confidence in prayer is rooted in God's nature. Do you understand that that our confidence in prayer is rooted in God's nature? Let me share it with you. Here we go. I'm trying to debate if I want to share this or not. I've told you guys this before, but everybody probably wasn't here. When a lot of those things became real for me, I'll give you a testimony when those things came real for me. When Jen and I – I was sharing this actually with somebody the other night at our house – when Jen and I were first married, we were in our first year of marriage, I was uh, making a, a big whopping, I don't know, $800, $900 a month. Just killing it in the financial department, right? I mean, I was i was doing really good. You know, basically, I, I had my job there, and, and Jen had a job at this fancy little bakery. And here's what's so awesome. So I'm bringing home $800, $900 a month. Depends on uh, how much I worked that month. Our rent was five hundred dollars, and our car and our insurance was four hundred dollars. Do the math. Then we got utilities, and look at me—I like to eat, right? So, um, a lot of ramen noodles. And so, so we uh, we were literally getting to the point where I remember many, many months we'd get down to the last week of the month, and we'd look at our bank account, and there'd be four dollars in it. That's a depressing feeling. Right? I mean, $4 and going, you talking about, uh, anxiety and stress and all that of going, don't spend money, don't, all that stuff. And watch this. So, so in the middle of all of that, basically where Jen was working, we found out that they really hired her according to when we moved there was really based off of the, uh, holiday season. And so they decided to cut her hours in half. And so on top of this, here's what's so awesome. I, I didn't, we didn't have health insurance and I went to go see how much health insurance would be for me. Okay, for me, and and some of you guys know my medical history there, but it was going to be $700 a month for me. I'm thinking how we're we're not going to be able to do this. And we kind of hit to a point. It was kind of funny in the process. I'll just kind of say this to you. Jen Jen and I grew up way different. I grew up very much in the world, and Jen grew up very much in the church. And when Jen uh, was working at this place, it was so funny because she was getting a revelation of the world. Because of people coming in and saying what they were doing, talking about all kinds of crazy stuff that, that she had never been exposed to. Yeah. And there, so there was this part of me that, uh, liked the fact that she was getting this opportunity to see, baby, here's what the world really looks like. And it wasn't that I was rejoicing of people's sin, but it was just such a, you get my point. It's a revelation moment. You know, it's like, okay, here's what we're really up against, if you will. We, everybody doesn't live in that, that box. Anyways. We got to a point, and I said, okay, God, um, we need a miracle. We need you to move. It was like enough's enough kind of deal. And I remember it was a Tuesday night. Jen and I were laying in bed, and we just held hands, and we prayed. And I said, God, I thank you that my boss is not my source. You're my source. Father, we give our tithes and offerings. God, we're, we're givers. We live according to your word. And so, God, I'm asking, God, that you would give me a raise. God, I need insurance. I need you to do a miracle with that. And I said, God, I ask you to give Jennifer a new job. Amen. So that was Tuesday. Wednesday morning, I went to work. And um, my job, I was on housekeeping on the church staff And at that time. And so anyway, so I actually, I was walking down the hall. The senior pastor passed me. And he said, hey, Quentin. And I turned around. And he said, hey, if a, if a job came open here, do you think Jim would want it? Yes, <laughs> like, asked, yes, right? So um, I said, yes, sir. And I actually said, I, "I said, well, I actually got an application this morning uh, just kind of in faith. Sounded real churchy, didn't I? So he said, all right. And he moved on. He went staff meeting. So I go in the, in the youth room, and I'm straightening up chairs for service that night. And, uh, the second guy in charge walks in. He's the admin guy. And he says, Hey, uh, Quentin, just want to let you know, um, we're releasing so and so. We're going to, we would like to give Jen the job if she wants it, which would be more robbers, right? I said, Okay. And so then he goes, then he comes back a little bit later and he goes, Uh, Hey, Quentin, just want to let you know, I was talking to Pastor and, uh, we've decided to give you a raise and we want to pay for your insurance. And he walked out the room. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. I I broke and I cried like I was four years old because of the goodness of God. And I mean, literally for hours, I just cried. I laughed and I cried. I I was like a woman in menopause. I laughed and I cried. Right. So I love y'all. Bless y'all. Bless y'all. Just seeing if you're awake. All right. So. But here's what was so cool. So that night. So here's what's so cool, because even though God did that, guess what? We still didn't have money for the month. Right? So that wasn't kicking in until next month. And so we were at church that night. And after youth service, because we were youth leaders, I, I looked over at my wife. And she was talking to this lady that I had known for years, but we really didn't have a uh, close relationship with her. Long story short, I'm I, I just going to throw in her side. Her son was in the middle. I mean, her husband was in the military. He was, he was abroad. He was fighting in the, the, the war. And she had five clogged like arteries and veins. In her body, and she was really gripped by fear, and she, she was telling her husband, I'm so afraid that I'm going to have a heart attack or a stroke, and I'm going to die. And so she said this. She goes, what if we just give, and so went to Quentin and Jen's life, and let's believe that God will heal me. He said, I'm with you. And they decided on an amount and she came to church that night. We were in the youth. She was in the main sanctuary. Our senior pastor gets up. He has a word of knowledge. And he says, there's people here today that they're afraid that they're going to have a heart attack or they're going to have a stroke because they have blockages in their veins and arteries. And he said, God wants to heal you today. And so several people went up front. This lady, her name is Michelle. She just lifted her hands where she was sitting. And God went, <laughs> healed her completely. And she says she literally could feel the, the blood flow in her body like she hadn't felt it in a long time, and so then so she comes to us in the youth room and I look and Jen's got this little book in her hand. I don't think yeah, I don't think we looked at the book. We basically followed to her car. She gave us a, a, a trunk full of groceries, and God knows we needed it. And then we got in the car and we opened the book and there was five hundred dollars in it. Good day. Good day. I wish every day was like that day. But, but listen, I, I say that to say this, that it's once again, when we look at that, that because God's alive, because he's relational, because he heard us, he had the ability to speak to someone else. Right. He cared for us. He was for us. He was good. And guess what? He could. Amen. All of those things came into action that day. Now, let me give you a few more things that that prayer is also rooted in. It's rooted in the fact that this, that we are loved please understand that if you feel it or not you're loved amen not only you're loved. guess what we're god's kids and i got to tell you this and i know it sounds so cheesy to say that but i thought the other day i said when have i ever really denied my kids to be in my presence when have i ever told my kids go earn the right to be in my presence right why would god do that to us Amen. So listen to this. So we have been invited into his presence. And I'm going to say this. And I kind of felt like, man, why am I saying this? Even though it's biblical, I didn't want to throw too much curveball at people. But listen, we are seated in heavenly places. Do you get that? We are seated in heavenly places. What does that mean? Ephesians 2. To understand that in the natural, my feet are on this ground. I'm in Rockport, Maine. But in the spirit realm, I'm sitting at the right hand of the Father. Why? Because I am part of the body of Christ. And, it, and so I say that to say this simply to you guys, is that we are not striving to get somewhere because we're already there. Hear that the first time, please. That we aren't striving to get somewhere because we're already there. I don't come into God's presence and beg and plead that I can somehow get in His presence. I'm already there. I already, here, everybody say this to me. Say, I already have an audience with the King. Amen. Right? Amen. If you can picture it this way, we are, we're already seated at the table. Okay? So we've got to quit acting like we're begging from the crumbs that fall off of it. We already have a seat. We're already as kids. Amen? amen? So live like it. Hallelujah. Listen, the Bible also says this, that we are holy and blameless in his sight. Maybe not mom and sight, but in his sight. Amen? Mom and is the south for mom and the family. All right, here we go. So we are holy and blameless in this sight. The next thing, guess what? That we are righteous. We are righteous. We are righteous. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the last thing there, our prayers are what? Powerful and effective. So let me just say this. We'll move quickly. That every believer has an influence because every believer can pray. Do you understand that? Every believer has an influence because every believer can pray. That's why it's my hope that all of us would be in prayer before we show up at church on Sunday morning. Because if we can all get in agreement, get in our hearts running in the same way, in the same direction that God's running, guess what? God can't help but stay away. Right? Amen. So listen, uh, figure out where I'm at here. Let, let me say this. We will, we will put this on Facebook. All right, here we go. So, because i got to move. Real prayer is this. Real prayer is this. It's not where we talk to God like he's a thousand miles away. Do you understand that? The real prayer is not like, God, are you out there? Like Titanic. Is anybody out there? Never even seen the movie. I've just seen that clip. Right so listen, this morning, this morning, pre-service prayer, Cheryl uh, shared a verse in, in Acts chapter 17 that says this, that God's not far away. And she said this, which I thought was really profound because we needed to hear it. She said, God, we don't have to go to California to get God. We don't have to go to North Carolina to get God. I think it's the two states she mentioned. And she probably said North Carolina for me. I don't know. But, but, but it's this. It's the fact that, guess what? That God, God is here. And how can we know he's here? Because the Bible says he made his home in? Yes. That's pretty close. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, that's really close. So when I pray, once again, I'm not, once again, I'm not acting like God somewhere. Do you, are you there? Do you hear me? Be confident. Yeah, he hears you. Amen. All right. So here we go. And prayer is this. Prayer is not where we try to sound super spiritual. People crack me up. I love you, you know, people talk, hey, what's up, right? Father, we come as humble as we know how. I'm like, dude, shut up, right? <laughs> just talk to God like he's real, please, please. So, listen, prayer is basically it's just a simple conversation. Chit-chat it up, right? Okay, amen. All right, so prayer... Is not supposed to be repetitious and monotonous. Please hear that. Not supposed to be repetitious and monotonous. In fact, let me be so bold to say this today. If your prayer time yesterday was the same as it's been the last four years, you're probably really not in prayer. Maybe I shouldn't say it that strong. <laughs> Here's why I say. It's not that God... Listen, God obviously hears you. But, but, it, but it's, the, it's the fact of this that... Um, Look at the next one there. That prayer is supposed to be spirit-led. Amen? And it's not that we don't have certain things that we continue to ask God for. But literally, if there's no life in my prayer, if it's not spirit-led, if I'm not going for the Lord every day and going, God, what do you want to pray about today? Because it is a partnership, right? Are are you all with me? Am I I freaking you guys out here? That there's that side of going, Holy Spirit, where do you want to go today? And don't let, let, you know, you're not waiting for a... Quentin, I said, where does your heart lead you? Everybody hear that? Where does your heart lead you? He lives inside of you. The spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord. It's what he guides us by. So where, where am I feeling led in my own heart to pray? And there's days when it's in my prayer closet, I'll just worship the whole time. There's days where I'll go and I'll confess the word of God over my life. There's days where I'll do nothing but pray for people. Those days that I'll pray pretty much in tongues the whole time. It's, it's the whole thing that I'm waiting. Lord, where do you want to go? What do you want to do today? Sometimes he'll grip my heart with you guys, and I'll just see your faces, and I'll just pray for you guys. Sometimes our family. Sometimes it's uh, friends that are pastors. But once again, every day is not me coming in with my list. I'm not opposed to list, but don't be chained to it. Are you with me? Because, once again, if it's just about my list and it's just about asking and it's not about hanging with the king. Amen. Amen. All right. I smiled at you. All right. Here we go. (laughs) So watch this. Because prayer is spirit led, it's also life giving. Once again, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. Does the Bible not say that? So, does your prayer time have righteousness, joy, and peace in it? Uh-oh. Y'all <laughs> man. All right, here we go. I love y'all. All right, here we go. So the reason it's life-giving is because we're hanging out with one who is the spirit of life. Amen? Amen. Once again, it's just letting him be real. So the next thing there, prayer uh is an intimate place. It's intimate. Once again, there's this idea of Think about for a moment, you guys that that, uh, have been married or are married, whatever, okay? However you want to word it. Think about when we think about intimacy, okay? And not to get gross and not to get weird, not to freak anybody out. But in intimacy, uh, there's that fact that I know you and you know me, right? There's that thing that there's there's no walls between us. You know, there's nothing that... What I have is yours and what you have is mine. I'm not trying to be weird. Do you get what I'm saying? But it's that kind of thing. That's with God. Right? The last thing there is just is this. this, And we all know this. But prayer is a conversation. And I'll tell you what. I'm the first to tell you that I know that. But all the time I don't make room to hear. And listen. Okay? But we need to make time to listen because God is speaking. Amen? And, you know, if you're anything like me, because I'm hard-headed as they come, don't laugh, is this. A lot of times God has to interrupt me to speak to me. And that's a lot of times why I personally will pray in the Spirit, because I'm listening. And that's my listening posture. Yes? All right. Here we go. Last, last little section. Man, I really wanted to get some place today. I don't know if I can. Here we go. Last thing. Prayer requires us to have faith. Faith. Gang, listen to me. What 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 is the point of praying if we don't believe what we're praying for? Yes, and you know it's almost um, if I if I can say this, it's like we are like Rhoda. I think it's Acts. I want to say twelve. Hope I'm right with that. Where they're they're at the prayer meeting. Peter's in prison, right? And they all dive bomb in there. God deliver Peter. God deliver Peter. God deliver Peter. Peter's in jail. An angel strolls in, stepping over guards, right, rolling in, and he takes his shackles off. Shh. come on, Pete. Opens the door. They take the exit route. Walk back out, right? They go out the they go out the jail, and then uh, they go to the door, and you know they go to the door. And Peter's—I don't know, get secret. I don't know, whatever. Right? Rhoda comes to the door, ah! runs back in. I saw Peter's ghost. First of all, that ain't biblical, girl. You know what I'm saying? But so, so I saw. And then so, anyways. And then, but they kept praying. They didn't. Here's what's wild. They didn't even believe what they were praying for. The miracle came. Let a brother in, right? Isn't that us so often? Jesus, save Aunt Pookie, right? In your heart, she ain't ever going to get saved. She's been a drunk for 40 years, you know, whatever. Are y'all with me? Yes? Okay, anyways. (laughs) We got to believe it, Amen? Amen. amen? All right, all right. I'm freaking too many people out today. Here we go. All right. So listen, prayer requires us not to have faith, but it requires us to have a fear of the Lord. All right, y'all, y'all give me. I'm not going to preach everything I had. Y'all give me five minutes. I'll preach some some stuff next week. Here we go. Give me five minutes. It requires us to have the fear of the Lord because there's something about coming before God and understanding that you are in the presence of the Holy One. You, you know, it took me it took me some years to understand that because I'd approach God real flippantly. Right? I shouldn't say years. It took me a few months. Let's be accurate. A few months. And then I realized, hold up, man. He he's not your homie. <laughs> right? That's that shirt that says Jesus is my homeboy. I don't know if you've ever seen it, burn the thing. Okay, because he isn't your homeboy. He's God. Okay? And so and so the fact is he is perfect. He is righteous. He is holy. He's all those things. And when you come in his presence, guess what? You honor him as such. And, and you know, <clears throat> I'm 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 gonna say something that may sound strong, and I probably shouldn't do what I'm about to do. So y'all just love me and give me grace, all right? And just and just know that you'll need grace at some other time too. Okay, all right, here we go. But I got to be honest with you guys. When I'm in prayer in here Sunday mornings, and I'm praying, and people come in, we're all here praying. We are before the throne. We are with God, and it and it bothers me to know when when people come in and just chat it up when we're praying. That tells me that they don't realize whose presence they just walked into. We're going to sit here and we're just going to talk. And and here's what's so. People get so loud that they're louder than the people praying. And I'm just like, do you not discern the spirit that's in the room? I'll give you another one. What are you doing? Do you you understand that? Let let me give you another one. We come in here in prayer and we get on our cell phone and look what's on Instagram. Do you not honor the king? And that's not, listen, that's not legalism. That is not legalism. That is just recognizing and honoring him. Yes? Listen, if you want to talk, there's a hallway and steps that lead right downstairs and there's a cafe happening. We want people, we want community. We want people to talk. But there's a thing about maturity to understand when and where. You guys with me? I'm gonna get off of it. Here we go. Alright. Then the next thing, that's a piece of order. Okay? And glory follows Order. We've said that many times. And there's those things, once again, that we don't put ourselves in bondage. It's not that if you, if you say something to somebody, oh my God, lightning's coming. It's not that. But, but once again, it's, it's just the posture of the heart. Yes? Okay. Amen. All right. So the next thing there, uh, prayer requires us to have dependency. Dependency. One of the main reasons that people don't pray is because they're too independent. And they want to be in control of their lives. My Bible says that when we gave our life to Jesus, we gave all that up. Yeah? That my life was bought with a price. At that moment, I lost control. You you know, Lisa Bevere has a book, perfect title. It says, Out of Control and Loving It. Because here's the truth, gang, is he can do it a lot better than we can So let's let him do it. And once again, it's not, you know, I think all of us in this room have been guilty. I know I have of basically doing what I want to do. And then I asked the Lord to bless what I want to do instead of getting in prayer and go, God, what are you blessing and what are you doing? Now, let me be a part of that. Yes. We wonder why we don't get the amount of victories that we should be getting. Maybe it's because we're not moving where the victor is moving. Amen? Because he's the one, thanks be to God, who always causes me to triumph or bring victory, right? But once again, that's not where, God, I, I want to do this. No, you're out of control. God, what are you doing? Yes? Mm-hmm. Y'all smile at me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Prayer also requires this. It requires commitment. It requires commitment. That's a discipline, right? Right? Let's move. Also, uh, prayer also requires humility. Somebody say humility. Did the woman with the issue of blood, did she not start low? Did she not? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, bleeding couldn't stop. What did she do? She got on her hands and knees and crawled through the She started low. Sometimes we need to find our answers is because we, we need to learn to start low. It's humility. Arrogance has no place in the presence of God. The last time we checked, that's what got Satan booted. <laughs> yes. Amen. And we listen, so you guys understand, there's a reason I could talk about all these things. Because I've done all these things. So don't think that I'm sitting here today on my high horse, because I'm not. Okay? I'm so not. Okay? Prayer requires open and honesty. Open and... Openness and honesty. Let me venture into this. Thinking about pushing this next week, but I'll go now. I, I'm convinced that one of the reasons that people don't pray, now, obviously, one of those is because of busyness. If you're breathing in here, you're busy. Amen? So that is an obstacle that we all have to fight, okay? But another reason why I'm convinced that people don't pray is because they're afraid to be vulnerable. Everybody please hear what I'm saying today. We live in a culture that people are afraid to be by themselves. We can't even get in bed without looking at what the phone's saying. We wake up, the first thing we do, what's the phone saying? What I miss? Am I right with that? But what happens is, is we can't ever come and get before the Lord... Or we're too scared to come and get before the Lord and just go, search me and know me, God. Yeah? You'll never know him unless you're willing to be known. <laughs> just get him before the Lord and say, Lord, my, my heart's laid open. Here's what's wild. Is it's this like if you, if you look at people, not only do they always have to have a screen in front of their face to preoccupy them. If it's TV, a computer, a phone, whatever. But it's like this. If they can't somehow, maybe back up. The reason we do that so much is because we suppress, we're trying to suppress what we're lacking in our own spirituality. Okay, Now, I'm not saying something's wrong with a phone, okay? I'm not saying something's wrong with a computer or TV. I got all of them, all right? But I'm talking about the amount of time that we spend on those things, of useless time, okay? And the reason is, is because we're looking for approval and peace and acceptance that only comes from God. And because we're not getting that because we're afraid to be vulnerable and let him search us and know us, then we run to those things to somehow uh, get white noise to, to, to get the clutter. You know what I'm saying? We just clutter everything so we, we can somehow try to find peace. am that making any sense to you guys? And so and if we don't do that, then we'll run and we'll try to find it in a friend. You're texting about Nothing. Right? Or I got to go be with somebody. I got to call somebody on the phone. I got to do all that. Why? Because, once again, because I'm trying to find approval from somebody where I really should just be getting it from being with him. So, listen, gang, be willing, please, in this process to just learn to go sit before the Lord. And listen, a lot of that, there is a piece of that where we, we will find things that we need to confess, right? Right? And we need to say, Jesus changes, and Jesus will give some course corrections. But you're also robbing yourself of the part where he just wants to love on you. And he wants to remind you who you are, all the good things that he wants to do. So and I think because we're once again scared, what's there to be scared of? Is his nature not good? Is he not for us and not against us? Then why would I be afraid? Amen? Am I making any sense? Listen, that's where God becomes a real. God will never become real to you if you only engage with him in a church service. Ever. I'm, ever. I'm here to tell you. You will feel a leanness in your soul like nobody's business. You know, in the words of, and you may be against this movie, but in the words of Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> you'll be like, not enough butter spread over too much bread. That's the way you'll feel inside. It's when you get with him and you get full of him, then everything is pretty awesome. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. Last thing here is, is this. Prayer requires us to have love. You've got to be in love with Jesus. <laughs> if it's not rooted and founded in love, pack your bags and go home. Right? Once again, he's our best friend. He's our father. He's our lover. We love being with him. It's not a duty to hang out with somebody when you love them. Amen? Let me give you a verse and a story, and we'll be done, all right? We'll sum it up with one statement. But here's, here's what I feel like God desires from all of us. Look at Psalms 109.4. 109.4 says this, But I give myself to prayer. That's God's heart, that you would give yourself to prayer. What is prayer? Once again, let's redefine it. It's not asking for things. It's being with him. It's relationship That we would give ourselves to relationship. Amen? So, let me toss this thought out there for you. Have the courage to stretch your capacity in your prayer time. What do I mean by that? I mean stay a little longer. And it's not that we, it's not that we have to check a box of time. If I'm doing this every five minutes, I may be missing the point. We've all done it. Right? But it's just going to hang in with him. Okay, and if that's watch this, if that's 15 minutes, then hallelujah. If it's five hours, praise God, just be with him and be willing to wherever you're at. Be willing to let him set how long you stay and not you. It is spirit led. How many times have we left the prayer closet when God's going, I wasn't done. (laughs) All right, let me give you an example of a person who gave themselves a prayer. We'll be done. Are you guys okay? All right, here we go. So I read this other day. I thought it was pretty good. It says in 1925, Elizabeth Dabney and her husband went to work for a mission or inner city outreach, basically, in in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And she described the neighborhood that they were called to as a hellhole. Get that, as a hellhole. And here it is in the city of love, brotherly love, right? Phileo, right? Philadelphia. And she said there was no love. And basically her husband's role in this mission He was the preacher, and she took it as her role as the person that prayed. And it says this. So one afternoon, she was thinking about a bad situation in their neighborhood, and she asked God if he would give them a spiritual victory if she made a covenant with him to pray. Do you understand what a covenant means? It's an agreement, okay, a binding agreement. God promised that he would, and here's what happened. God led her basically to meet him the next morning at 730 at this river. And so because she was so excited about that God spoke to her, said, I want to meet you at 730 in the morning, she was also at the same time afraid that she was going to oversleep and miss it. So she stayed up all night crocheting. And the next morning, the next morning, she did exactly what God said. She went outside the city walls, and as she was walking along the river, the Lord spoke to her and said, this is the place. And when she reached that place, the presence of God overwhelmed her. And here's what she said to the Lord. Y'all listen to this. She said, Lord, if you will bless my husband in this place, you sent him to establish your name. Get that. You sent him here to basically declare you. She said, if you will break the bonds and destroy the middle wall of partition or separation, if you will give him a church and a congregation, a credit to your people and all Christendom or Christianity, she said, I will walk with you for three years in prayer. This is covenant. Both day and night. I will meet you every morning at 9 a.m. sharp. She said, you'll never have to wait for me. I will be there to greet you. I will stay there all day and I will devote all of my time to you. Furthermore, this is her talking. If you will listen to, if you will listen to the voice of my supplication or my prayer and break through in that wicked neighborhood and bless my husband, I will fast 72 hours each week for two years. While I'm going through the fast, I will not go home to sleep in my bed. I will stay in church, and if I get sleepy, I'll rest on newspapers and carpet. Watch this. It says, as soon as she made that prayer covenant, God's glory fell. Every morning at 9 a.m., Elizabeth greeted the Lord with a hearty, Good morning, Jesus. She wore the skins off of her numb knees, but God extended his powerful right arm. She fasted 72 hours each week, but the Holy Spirit was her direct supply. That's the part where Jesus said, my will, um, basically, um, y'all are all trying to help me, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, he said, my bread is basically to do the will of the Father. In other words, my food is to do the will of the Father. And then it says this, basically, as she's praying, it says, soon the mission was too small to accommodate the people. People started getting saved left and right. So her husband asked her to pray for another meeting place nearby. So she prayed, and a man who had been in business for 25 years decided to close up shop so they could rent the building, so they could have a bigger building. But here's the, here's the statement of all of that that grabbed me. It says this, as Elizabeth Dabney was more comfortable in the presence of God than the presence of people. You get that. She was more comfortable in the presence of God than the presence of people. In fact, even some of her well-meaning friends begged her to take a break or take a bite to eat. But she held on to the horns of the altar, and the more she prayed through, the more God came through. Once again, bold prayers honor God, and God honors bold prayers. Amen? So this woman didn't just pray, but she prayed through. And to pray through takes what? It takes commitment and consistency. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. So here's what we're going to pray and ask God today, okay? Here's how we're going to close. We're going to pray and we're going to simply ask God to help us to get to the spot where we're more comfortable being with him than anybody else. That's an all right prayer to pray, right? Yes? Is that okay to pray? Preach it, brother. <laughs> you get it, girl. All right, so I know today was a lot. Honestly, here's what I felt like today. All those things were just, I just wanted to get it out. So we got it out, okay? So we're good. <laughs> So, once again, if it sticks, it sticks, all right? So, I'm going to pray, and then we will release, and we'll go eat some good food. I'm going to Moody's today, by the way. Never been. (laughs) So, let's pray. Can you guys just lift your hands? Don't follow me to Moody's, by the way. (laughs) I'm kidding, all right. So, Father, thank you today, God, just for the invitation of prayer. Thank you, God, that you've called us your kids Lord, you've invited us to come and and be with you. And so, Lord, that's not something that we take lightly. Lord, we we take that invitation with joy. God, we rejoice in that invitation. And so, Father, help us uh, to just discipline our lives, God, to be able to posture and position ourselves to be with you. And so, Lord, out of all those things we talked about, Lord, I know that was a lot. But, Lord, whatever needs to stick in our hearts, God, let it stick. Let it stick. God, whatever we need to adjust Let us adjust. God, even me, let us make adjustments so we can take that invitation, but not just partially, but at the fullest, at the fullest, God. And so, Lord, help us to just, uh, I guess, in our own hearts to be in a place, God, where we're more comfortable with being with you than anyone else. God, that we would understand that just as we talked about at the beginning of today's service, God, that, that that would be home of just being with you in your presence. And so, Lord, we just give you permission to come and just change us. God, thank you for the invitation, God, just to come and be with you. We bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Listen, some quick things. Remember, we have class on Wednesday night. Also, remember that if you want to serve in children's ministry, there's uh, availability there on Sundays and Wednesdays. And also, if you have a tither offering, the box is in the back. Bless you guys. Thanks for coming today. See you next week. And remember, we have prayer that starts at 845 next Sunday morning.